0: Let's join the one, the only John Hancock and the one, the only Michael Kelly. They are two wonderful, uh, I'd say, unique individuals. Uh, Wouldn't you say, James? Let's go to John Hancock first, Michael Kelly second, two of my great friends, and we talk about what's happening in the world of politics. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, Thomas. How are you? I
1: might actually do a little sweating today.
0: Are you? Okay. How have you handled this heat? Uh, have you stayed in the AC? Have you done any outdoor activity? I don't recommend it.
1: I've come down a couple of degrees on a thermostat, and everything's just fine.
0: All right. Good for you. Michael, how are you handling the heat, my friend?
1: I'm good. I've been hiding the last
2: 24 hours or so, but I plan on doing a little physical activity with John Hancock today. On the snooker table, so uh, I'll make him sweat a little bit.
0: Oh, be careful now. He's a good snooker player. At least he talks uh, a big a oh, snooker he, game. He,
2: yeah, he talks a good game. He's like Donald Trump when it comes to his boasting about uh, snooker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Meanwhile, I'm riding a kayak yesterday at Innsbruck. What the heck was wrong Ooh. with me? What am I doing? Yeah. And the, that,
2: water and the water you were on top of had to be really, really warm, too.
0: Uh, yeah, well, it was, it was not bad. And then I got in the water, and then I went and had a beer, and all was well. Uh, John, let's start with. Yeah. <laughs> actually, Michael, let's start with you. I, I, you, you mentioned uh, his name, the former president, Donald Trump, a major focus uh, on Thursday night in the January 6th hearings. I did watch it, um, and a part of the time with uh, my jaw dropped, just hearing and seeing what was happening on the TV in front of me. Just your reaction of Thursday.
2: Yeah, it was a, a shocking and startling evening. I don't know how much more evidence people will need to see uh, to then other otherwise realize that this former president was responsible for uh, what we witnessed on January 6th. I think the two most compelling things uh, or startling things I saw uh, this past week were one, uh, the re-airing of the speeches of both Lear McCarthy and, and Mitch McConnell, both uh, saying on January 7th that Without a doubt, Donald Trump caused this and was the reason behind it. And then the other thing that was just so shocking, stunning, and sad, Tom, was uh, the audio of our Secret Service agents protecting Mike Pence, contacting their families as if this was their last moment of life. Uh, What a sad, sad day January 6th was. We need to hold the former president accountable, and we need to ensure this never happens again.
0: John, what was your reaction initially watching Thursday's events unfold?
1: Well, you know, if you go back over the decades, there are these um, radical and violent elements in in both parties. The difference here uh, is that those radical and violent elements were invited to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th and and welcomed. You know, the the parties historically in this country have uh, denounced those kinds of elements within their own parties and, and rightfully so and that certainly didn't happen here and i haven't heard anybody else talk about that but but for me that's really what stood out here you had these you know whatever you want to call them oath keepers uh, you know proud boys they were armed they were in many of the military fatigue they had weapons of various sorts they were on site uh, they were known to be there and, and then it should not be a shock that when they marched to the Capitol, there was a, a line formed, uh, a military-style line formed, to break through the barricades initially, break through the police line next, and break through the doors and windows of the Capitol building after that. Uh, that's a very disturbing and uh, very troubling part of our history, and I certainly hope it never happens again.
0: How do you think this affects the elections, John? I know that uh, that's a, a general question, but let's narrow it down to this, Donald Trump, but also those who have already been endorsed by Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, so if you're talking about the midterms, uh, we've already seen a substantial Trump effect in the, the nomination process on the Republican side through these primaries. He's won more than he's lost of his endorsed candidates. The question is going to be in November is how will those candidates fare in the fall elections? And that is yet to be written. But I I think, I mean, it's it's inarguable that Donald Trump has had a real um, and potent impact on the 2022 midterms. He's also going to have a real and potent impact on what happens in the presidential election in 2024.
0: Michael, what are your thoughts in that regard?
1: Well, I think uh, John kind of nails it. I
2: mean, in places where there's multi-candidate Republican primaries, um, Donald Trump's thumb on the scale has been helpful. Um, Look, there's 28 to 35 percent of Republicans who believe that Donald Trump can do nothing wrong. They almost treat him with a a deity, godlike status Uh, outside of uh, multi-candidate races when, when it's just a binary choice. Donald Trump doesn't have that big as an impact. So I'm hopeful that the, that his influence will continue to wane. Uh, r- unfortunately, right now, I think he would win a Republican nomination for president uh, in 2024, just based on where we sit right now. But I, ensure, I think it would ensure a Republican defeat. So I think there's a lot to play out between 2024 and to find out whether or not the former president uh, will be relevant again.
0: Michael, where do you see things now in the U.S. Senate between Eric Schmidt, Eric Greitens, and Vicki Hartzler?
2: Well, it's changed drastically. For the last uh, six months or so, we've continued to talk about Eric Greitens. We've seen an erosion of his support in the polls. Um, it, uh, it, we've always known he had a ceiling. We didn't know where his floor was, and that seems to be falling. Uh, we've seen a, a, a surgence of Eric Schmidt based on, the attacks that have gone against Eric Greitens, which probably uh, could harbor that he could be the next senator, except I think you got to keep an eye on Vicki Hartzler. She's the only female in this race of uh, 18 or so white guys running on the Republican side. So uh, as we've got a little less than uh, a week and a half away, uh, I would keep an eye on Eric Schmidt and Vicki Hartzler on the Democratic side. Um, it's going to be a close race between uh, Lucas Kuntz and Trudy Bush. But I think the name ID and the financing behind Trudy Bush probably brings her a victory, and that would uh, I think she'll be the one standing in November to take on whoever comes out of the Republican
0: primary. And we've seen those ads start to ramp up, haven't we, John, on our final thing here between not only the Democrats but the Republicans. you got Schmidt going after Greitens and Hartzler. You've got Kuntz going after Trudy Bush.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is a this is a race on both sides where the closing arguments are going to matter. And the closing arguments really will begin this coming Tuesday. That's the last week of ads. And I think it's going to be very significant and impactful to see how each one of these candidates uh, deliver that closing argument because it might make the difference.
0: Gentlemen, it's been a treat to chat with you as always. I love these moments. Let's do it again soon.